What do you listen to? That's my question is, what do you listen to? And if you listened better, whose life would be changed for the better? I'm Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to the Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in leadership, organizational science, um, and psychology accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And this series is all about how we uh, seeing our people, like how do we do that better? How do we do that better and better? And today we're talking about listening. Um, and this last week I recorded a series of videos with an old friend of mine, Dr. Les Parrott, for his website that's called Loveology, where he has different people come on, different experts in areas related to, to, to relationships, record these help videos on normal questions people ask. And for some reason, he thought having me on there as a leadership guy would be important. And at the end of the recording, so it was a great time, but at the end of the recording, he asked me this question. He said, he said, what are your, I want people to get to know you, Rob. What are your pet peeves? What's one of them? And I said, one of my pet peeves this is the way I describe it, is a lack of awareness of irony. And you know what I mean? Like someone who says that they hate it when people talk over them, but they don't realize that they talk over people. It's just a thing that bothers me. And I say that because when I talk to you about listening better, there's a huge risk of irony. So I'm going to put this out there um, that I work pretty hard at trying to listen better. But here's the risk. I do notice how many people are willing to basically be interviewed without an awareness that they never are asking questions back. I see it all the time. And I, I'm probably guilty of it all the time. So are you typically the one asking the questions or the one providing the story? Or maybe you're the one who does neither. Regardless of which role you often play, can we admit this? That we could all improve um, at our, our listening capacity. That we could do better at this. And so I have... I have six points for those of you that like the structure. We're going back there today that I love for you to chew on regarding listening. And uh, the first one is this. We don't listen well, but most of us think we do. We don't listen well, but most of us think we do. Few of us would argue with the fact that we could do a better job as listeners. The problem isn't that we don't see the gap in our listening skills but that there are so many factors impacting our ability to listen well. Short attention spans, our level and interest in what's being said, and our bias toward messages that reinforce what we already believe um, to be true. All of those things. Um, and unless you are a psychic, <laughs> let's just land on this. We could all be better at listening to the perspective of others. And if there's one thing that's clear from the research on listening and understanding the perspective of others, it's that we all have a tendency to overestimate the amount of time that we spend listening versus speaking. In fact, this one disturbs me. In fact, some of the estimates are really disturbing. Some studies have shown that 90% of us believe that we are better listeners than others. In reality, those same studies suggest that only 25% of us are truly effective listeners. And on the upside, it's just this interesting bias we have, right? On the upside, many other studies suggest that listening can be learned. And a simple awareness of the bias can help us more effectively understand the perspective of others. So let's start there. Most of us think we are better listeners than we are. And here we go. To quote... John Wesley, he said this, he said, we should be rigorous in judging ourselves and gracious in judging others. 
There you go. Little when you can drop a little John Wesley in there, it's always good. I would love to have coffee with that guy sometime on the other side. So okay. So number two, because he's passed away, so I can't right now. Um, so number two, listening is seeing. Listening is seeing. It is more than a conversational act. Listening is the whole act of seeing what is really happening in the experience of another. The ability to take the perspective of another person is often described as considering what it's like to be in their shoes. And one of the things that I I just want to highlight from last week that I talked about is in our research on empathy and listening, it was fascinating. What we found is that some people who are very high on empathy actually have a difficult time listening. Listening and empathy are related. Empathy being that connection to the emotions of another listening being your ability to actively put yourself in their shoes. And imagine that some of you are probably nodding your head because you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense to me, but no one talks about that, that the emotions of a moment actually overwhelm your capacity to stay focused and listen well. And I say that because some of you are like, wow, finally someone sees how the struggle that I have sometimes. And so I think for those of you who are, who are lower on empathy, don't beat yourself up by the way, because listening is that skill that can be learned, but it's also to give some of our, empathetic friends a little bit of a break because sometimes the emotions that they feel can overwhelm that but sometimes the situation even calls for literally imagining what it's like to be in the other shoes and actor after this is my example i i think of it often after decades of marriage (laughs) my wife and i still debate over where to park at a restaurant and while i always think about a variety of factors that would impact how close we park her perspective is oftentimes, because I'm thinking about like, how long is it going to take? You know, I've got, if I park for a little, for one block away, it's a little better because it's just going to, the exit's going to be better. All these weird things I think about. And uh, at one point, her perspective was summed up in, uh, in this way, in this question to me, do you know what it's like to walk in high heeled shoes? To which I responded, no, <laughs> the only time. I have worn high-heeled shoes, like really high-heeled shoes, was for a Halloween costume 20 years ago. Some friends and I dressed up as the characters from Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love music video. And uh, as as if finding a pair of size 12 pumps wasn't difficult enough, I recall the challenge and pain of trying to cut the backs off of them and make them into whatever you call them. I don't know what you call those kind of shoes, but they're slip-on shoes, you know? As if finding them wasn't hard enough, I recall the challenge and pain of trying to walk around all night at the party. That's what I do know. The reality is I don't know what it's like to spend my days wearing high-heeled shoes. I only begin to understand that moment when I actively imagine what it would be like to walk in shoes that look good if you like them, but have very little to do with comfort. So putting yourself in their shoes, in the shoes of another, implies an ability to see the world from where the other stands. And while our perception is still through our personal lens, listening pushes us to invest in understanding what the other sees rather than focusing solely on what we see. And if you've ever seen the movie, I'm really going to date myself now, the movie Freaky Friday, you know what I mean? In the movie, the mother and a daughter switch bodies and experience each other's lives for a day, but are still themselves. And this ridiculous teen movie demonstrates that while the experience is our own, we can have the ability to understand the other's perspective and then cultivating greater understanding and reducing some pressure, but we don't have that little magical capacity every day. Number three, listening is multidimensional. 
listening is not as simple as just listening. That would be kind of ridiculous. We all kind of know this. It includes like things like whether we're rested under personal stress. Most of our capacity is reduced when we're under stress. That's why composure and learning how to compose yourself is important. And even whether or not we had coffee this morning can affect whether we listen better. Even the time of day or whether or not we've had to listen all day or speak all day can impact our listening. And there are also some really basic psychological things going on, especially in moments where we feel less energized and more pressured. There's just a variety of things going on. And I want to say one other thing about all this, these different variables that affect us. Like we have to be realistic about this, even thinking like, when is the time of day when you would listen more effectively? Because the other thing I think to pay attention to in these multiple variables is that each of us does have a self-serving bias. And I think is being aware of that tendency within ourselves. That once we acknowledge this, we need to stop trying to be interesting and start being interested. If you are someone who fills many of the voids caused by caused by like those, when you feel pressure, you start to talk, you probably don't even realize what percentage of, of conversations are filled by your voice. And in this case, one of the first steps in developing your ability to see others' perspective is to is to ask people. This is this would take so much, so much guts. And by the way, you know when I say this that I, I am guilty. I'm guilty of this. But if we ask coworkers, family members, or close friends whether or not we tend to dominate conversations and tell them you want the real story. You don't want their peacemongering story that just wants to make you feel better. You're like, do I? And if so, when? Like, or or maybe they would say, like, no, I would like to hear more. And keep in mind that most of us underestimate how much time we actually spend speaking. I think that's true for most of us. This is not true for all of us, but it's true for, for many of us. And then practice. This is the hard thing to say, but this is what I say to myself. Shut up and listen. <laughs> I come back to John. We should be rigorous in judging ourselves and gracious in judging others. I come back to little Wesley. Number four. This one's going to go kind of deep, y'all. I can't help it. Um, listening requires an acceptance of our own value. A sense of our own value and the value of another. Our fundamental belief in our value as a human being, as a soul, and in my worldview as a beloved child of God. I This has a direct impact on our ability to listen well. If we, if we have, do not have a rooted sense of our own worth, it is hard to listen well. It sounds funny, but a manager who listens really well and without apology or without having to make it all about themselves is probably secure in their identity, not in an arrogant way, but in a rooted way. Because to sacrifice our own voice to listen to others is to let go of our compulsion to speak over others, but to speak well and to listen. And to listen well is not to completely deny ourselves, but to be ourselves as we hear someone else projecting themselves to us. So getting over our feelings of being imposters or of having to prove something will actually make us better listeners. We can't sacrifice something to listen well if we don't have it. And listening is often a sacrificial act of putting another before us. So I think this important thing is, is as, I, as I see you now is understanding your own value and being rooted in that is so critical number five <laughs> let's get real listening requires openness and vulnerability as i said before 
Listening is seeing. Listening is the whole act of putting ourselves into the perspective of the sto- and story of another. And in that way, listening is watching. It's hearing. And it's taking in the broader story of what's going on in the life and experience of another. To see their perspective is to take a shot at seeing them. And one of the most incredible tools in the Wild Toolkit, for those of you who have used it, is the People Investment Plan. When I built the Wild Toolkit as an as an actionable methodology for increasing performance, as as a de- and, and, and increasing developmental line of sight between team members and between people who work together and teams, I knew it had to have one explicit moment and a tool that would open up better listening and seeing of the others with whom we work and do life. It's a tool that each member that has each member of a team reflect on each of the others and ask some pretty wild questions that are so important to performance, wellness, adaptability, and listening. It asks you to, to think about these things in your, in your coworkers, to ask these questions about them and to say, what do I appreciate about their character? Let me think of Sabbath. What do I appreciate about Sabbath's character? What are Sabbath's greatest competencies? What does Sabbath need from me to open her potential? All of these things. What if what if it were changed would strengthen Sabbath and Sabbath's contribution to our team? And this last week, Sabbath and I worked with a team who shared these things with each other. And once again, this is what people said when they listened to what others on their team said about them that required courage to hear. And the common story was this. I feel seen. Listening in its greatest power is the act of seeing another. And that need in us to be seen runs so deep. It impacts our performance, our motivation, our wholeness, and even our feelings of self-worth. If you see me whole for the good and the bad, my strengths and the things I need to work on, even those things I might not be aware of yet, that is the root of both our organizational and personal reach for wholeness. Number six, listening is a leading act. Listening is a leading act. Leaders go first, and great leaders go first to listen. It takes courage. It takes conviction. It takes a desire to hear others in a sacrificial way to listen well. Listening is a leading act. So let's lead. And whether you struggle to think about the perspective of others, you talk too much, or your feelings get the best of you, we all could become better listeners with a little practice. This is, this is best done by asking simple questions. Like, can you tell me more about that? We're going to talk about this a little bit next week. We're going to talk about coaching some more. This question, can you tell me a little more about that? Can you tell me a little bit more about how you feel? Can you tell me a little bit more about this experience? Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're learning? This question has to be followed by intentional silence. That provides the person with a chance to communicate an honest answer. Silence is one of our biggest tools following that question. And we are so uncomfortable with it. People need space to think, even 10 seconds. But 10 seconds feels like an eternity, right? Because we feel like we want to make them comfortable sometimes by speaking over their thinking. But just a little bit of silence can be so powerful. Being interested in another's perspective is about asking questions and working through the initial awkward stage of it being obvious 
that you are more, fo more focused on asking the right questions than purely being interested in their perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it, you can see mechanical when we're trying to listen better and someone's like, you're not listening. You're like, I'm trying. Like we have to work through that awkwardness. It's like rusty water running through a faucet after you've been away on vacation. Allow yourself time to ask better and better questions. Let the rusty water flow and then the clean water will come. And the challenge is sometimes when we're trying to listen, the concentrated look on our faces may be perceived as disdain or confusion. Like I have a crazy listening face, y'all. And I've had to become very much aware of that. Like when I'm listening, I look kind of confused and a little bit upset. <laughs> like, no, that's my listening face. So being aware of that has been better. And when it comes to seeing our people, our team members, our spouses, even our kids, listening is seeing. The act of seeing another and imagine the impact on performance, on well-being, on wholeness if we just did this a little bit better. So let's get into a wild conversation. Thank you for listening to this wild conversation. To join our live wild conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation and subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.